God's good. And I, I'm being as honest as I can be. I hope everybody we've preached to makes it. But you got to live it. You got to work at it. It's not going to come easy to be here with Danny and Earlene and Billy and Brenda and Lord have mercy. I can't start going down memory lane. It's just, it's just too much. I have in my, this Bible I have right here the letter that we wrote inviting uh, Danny and Brother Ewan and all of them to our all-night service. I still have that letter written in 1984. Here's a Bible that Billy gave me in 1975. And he, 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 we got its signature. This was when I could see without glasses. Why this size Bible, I have no idea. I started preaching for Billy and Brenda 49 years ago. My first check from Okmulgee Church and Revival. And that, that's, that's when people knew how to have church. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning. We'd beat the brains out of another church on Sunday afternoon playing football. Then we'd have church Sunday night. Charlotte and I would drive back to Dallas Sunday nights after church, sometimes take Lori with us. Our first paycheck from Oak Bogey 49 years ago was $346 for the week. Charlotte and I thought we had died and went to heaven. Because previously when your check was $30 and $75 for the week, I remember us talking saying, we hope this revival goes forever. So how that, that's how long this relationship has been going on. And to be here with two of my dearest friends is just staggering. Now, I'm going to say something to you. You've already heard from the Lord. You've got to be very careful. Because when Brother Hale leaned over and showed Brother Chance the scripture in Isaiah that the Lord gave him at 2.30 this morning, it's what I wrote down in my notes last night. So I told Billy, I said, looky here. That's the scripture, Isaiah 42 and 3. So I won't read it because you've already read it. But it's God telling this pastor and this church, he's with you through everything. He's with you through everything. I'm going to read to you from Daniel chapter, chapter 3. And I'm not going to even propose or to act like I'm preaching something these great preachers hadn't already Discuss with you and pass a chance to preach to you, but and I'm gonna, I'm going to read this and please don't don't preach it till I give my point across. I have a word for you, then I'll I'll get out of your hair. Daniel chapter three, verse sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. Very very familiar story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king. O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, here's where faith gets ramped up. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. Our God is able. Here's faith. And he will deliver us. Out of thine hand. 
That's not the verse the devil's afraid of. It's the next statement. Because one verse deals with faith. Verse 18 deals with principle. Principle is first in order of importance. A rule of conduct based on beliefs of what is right and wrong. Verse 18. Verse 17, we told you what our faith was about. Our God's able. But verse 18 is where our principle is going to kick in because it's very important to us to do what's right. But if not, that's the words that Satan hated to hear. He didn't want to hear that. The devil knew that God could deliver them from the furnace. The devil knows that God can heal. The devil knows that God can supply. But it's those three words right there. That's my principle. But if not, be it known unto thee, King, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image. I'll leave this with you and then I'll get out of your hair. What a time we've had this week. It's been refreshing. It's been enjoyable. But here's what I'm going to leave with you. Maybe three or four weeks from now you'll say, hey, I can use that. My principles make my decisions. Not my faith. My principles. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let me put these notes up because I can't use them anymore. But if not, are the words that torments hell. Because the devil is deeply afraid of your principle. Anybody can shout when you know the outcome is positive. Anybody can sing when you know everything is perfect. That's, what, that's not what the devil's afraid of. What he is afraid of is somebody that makes a decision in their mind. I don't care what the he- devil has thrown at me. I don't care what the hell I'm going through. My de- principles are the ones that make my decision. I'm not going to live by what I see. I'm going to live by what I know. And I know that my redeemer liveth. Let me tell you something about this devil. Let me, let me tell you something about him. I didn't start yesterday. I told Bud Chance this morning, I might as well go ahead and tell y'all. This younger generation thinks we're brain dead. Y'all are. We're not the ones brain dead. I told our little congregation, I said, let me tell y'all something. Y'all put lights up there, every kind of color. We, we, we didn't have no lights in Sandy Lake. First time he ever bought monitors for the platform, they thought it was something you sat on. He walks in one day and they just said, the guy sitting down on the monitors. They thought it was just <laughs> more stools that he bought for the church. They had no idea. We got lights. They, they, they do the colors. We didn't have that note monkey. We didn't, did we have any lights? We didn't have no lights. We didn't have them color lights. We didn't have all that stuff. Praise singers. <laughs> you just had everybody singing. I preached in Sandy Lake where they just got people out of the, out of the didn't you? Just got him out of the, come on, come on up here and sing. Well, I said, this ain't the way we do it. We had church. We had God. Folks got the Holy Ghost. Can I tell y'all something? God's not after your talent. He's after your heart. And that's what the devil's afraid of. 
Have I got anybody in Christian life that says, devil, I want to say something to you. Though he slay me, Job said, yet will I trust because my principles are the what makes my decisions. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. I live by my principles. Nebuchadnezzar, oh, so Chance, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ignore you. I give you honor too. I told Danny yesterday when I preached a revival for you and, and the bishop, she had him on a, she wanted him to live a long time, so she had him on a cholesterol-free diet. There ain't no Bible that says if Angus has to do what the bishop was doing, but I didn't want to go, you know, eat all the cholesterol for the brother Chance. And so I was trying to abide by, you know, okay, let's eat here. Glenn, you can't eat that. We'd go to a restaurant. Glenn, you can't eat that. I still remember some of her going, my God, what can we eat? I mean, and I wasn't going to order a greasy cheeseburger and brother Chance having to graze <laughs> with lettuce and So one night we left here and I got to their house. I said, hey, Bishop, I'm going to, Pastor, he's past that. I'm going to get up tomorrow and I, I found a health card. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm just going to go. So I went. I stayed gone through breakfast and I stayed gone through lunch. Come back, says Chance. said, well, how was your day today? What would you do? I said, I went and I ate cholesterol all day. Papa Chance pulled me aside. He said, I'm going with you tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I give you honor for whatever. Nebuchadnezzar made an image. 90 feet tall. Nine feet wide. You know why? Because the enemy loves to display and flaunt his agenda. He wants everybody to see what he's doing and what he's made up. And then the Bible says that he had music because the devil's agenda has a certain sound. But he didn't realize that there's some young men in that area there that have already decided we're not about to give in to anything going on. We've been mentored by Daniel, and here we are. You know the story. You learned it in Sunday school class. But when they looked out there after the music was played, and that everybody had knitting out except three, your Bible says Nebuchadnezzar got upset. They yanked him before the district board, and there these three young guys are, and they were told, you are going to die because you didn't bow. We'll try this one more time. We'll have choir practice. We'll rehearse again, and, 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 and we'll give you another shot. Well, you wasting your time. What if you if you don't do what we say now, you're gonna burn in the fiery furnace. It's gonna be bad for you. I walked into the pharmacy to get my third shot. And I sat down there and the pharmacist came out and she said, Which arm? I said, This arm. It's not the one I play ball with. You can't do it in this arm. I play ball with this arm, do it in this arm. So she put it in there. I said, okay, do I have to go out there and sit 15 minutes and wait so that nothing will happen and you won't get sued? She said, nah, go ahead. I said, okay, I'm going to tell you something. I got old positive, but I've got the antibodies because they said I had it. I have no idea if I did or didn't. 
this is my third shot I got. I will see you no more. You're not giving me any more shots. You're not doing one thing. I'm not going to hear any more about sicknesses. You're not going to control me. I'm going to get that out there, and I'm going to live my life, and I'm just going to enjoy life because I said the bottom line is I trust the Lord. He's in charge. I just did all of this to keep some people's mouths shut. The world has got a song. They want you to hear it. The devil wants you to hear his song. He wants you to play by his melody. He knows the spirit of control is out there to attack the church, but there's got to be somebody in an apostolic church that says your agenda is not going to be part of me. I'm not going to bow down to your agenda. I'm not going to bow down to your God because I done made up my mind. We might as well run back here and have some Holy Ghost church because I want the devil to know we've got somebody to raise up we got a song to sing Jesus said and if I be lifted up I will draw well one of those three Hebrews Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego y'all know the story but Chance preached a million times Billy's preached a million and a half times when they heard what Nebuchadnezzar had to say they looking at one another saying our God's able I have to say that. I just got to give you some words and I got to get out of here. Somebody asked my granddaughter, said, when your people leaves Monroe, we know that's his dearest friend. Will, will they take it? They just ask him, will they take him out to eat? My granddaughter said, no, 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 no. When people leaves Monroe, he goes, eats in a gas station. She said, oh, that is so sad. My granddaughter said, what do you mean sad? You mean he has to go eat at a gas station? Well, it's not because they make him. He could have what he wanted, but he has a gas station he goes to and eats. The gas station will still be open when I leave here. I'm here to have church. I'm here for somebody to join with this platform and say we're going to tear down the image of Nebuchadnezzar and we're going to lift up a name. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody in Christian life ought to raise that bloodstained banner and say, you know what, preacher? I'm not here because I got lucky. I've been blood I've been filled with his spirit, baptized in his name, and I've got some principles I'm going to live by. That devil's over there going. Can I say this? I believe these guys will agree. The devil knows more about our God than some of our own people. First of all, he can count. He knows there's one God. And every time he thinks about it, what does he do? Both Hodge, what does he do? Every time he thinks about that God, he gets the shakes. That's what the Bible says. Well, can I say this? Y'all ain't got no Bible for nodding your head. If the devil trembles thinking about thinking about one God, I wish some of y'all would start thinking about that one God and said, I get the shakes. Every time I think about Jesus, when I think of his good, something begins to crawl all over me. If the devil can tremble, what about me? I'm his kid. When they declared by faith, our God is able. You're the Hodge guy, aren't you? Yeah, okay, I bet you that. When the devil said, when they said our God is able, the devil's sitting over going, yeah, I know it. I know he is. I mean, 
I'm the one he gave a new zip code to. <laughs> I know what he's able to do. But you see, he ain't here. Or it appears because of circumstances, he ain't here. It's that next three words that caused him to look for Rolades. Our God is able. But if not, that's principle. That's three young men saying, we know how our conduct should be. We know what is right and what is wrong. And God told his people of old, you do not bow down to false images. So here's what we're telling you. We know he's able, but my principles have made my decision. Even if he does that, we will not bow, we will not bend, we will not worship because that's our principle. I'm fixed to have an hour running fit. We all know what happened. Yeah, but they still wound up in the furnace. I want to get these words out to you so then I go get me that greasy cheeseburger. They were not delivered from the furnace. They were delivered in the furnace. Here's my word for Christian life. When they looked at, who said, come on? You back there? Okay. When they, I, I see you back there. Clap your hands. Tell me to come on again. I preached in a black church way back yonder, all black, and they told me they enjoyed my preaching. They just thought I needed to get down more. I had no idea what that terminology meant. So the next night I preached on my knees. I had no idea what they were talking about. Got down. When Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fire, everybody knows, we know what he was doing, he's rubbing his eyes. Did not we cast three in the fire? Yes. I see four, and the fourth one looks like the sun. Yeah, but there's a little phrase you're missing there. The Bible says, who said that? The Bible says, they were loosed and walking. I have a word for this pastor, his wife, and this church. You stay active in the furnace. I don't care how hot it is. I don't care how miserable it is. You tell the devil, while I'm in the furnace, I will keep praying. I will keep fasting. I will keep winning souls. You must stay active in the furnace. You know why? Because he's going to be with you through the flood. He's going to be with you through the fire. And he said, I won't leave you. My word to this church is, let your principles make your decisions. Number two, stay active in your trial. And then when he gets you out, there will be no evidence that you were ever in. 
Because the Bible says they could smell no smoke or the hint of fire anywhere on their clothes. It was, are y'all ready for this? God made it appear like it never happened when God decided it's over with. Give me five more minutes. I'm at the house the other night. I'm myself late. I was being tormented. God, I was being tormented. Brother Hodge, I just, I told my wife, I said, I, I don't know. I called her. I said, I don't know who I can trust anymore. I'm just, I'm wore out. I'm tired. I'm tired. And I knew the devil was pulling on my coattails. It was late. I got out of bed, walked through the living rooms. My little puppy Sadie was in her house. I said, she cocked the head. I said, I'm not getting you out. I'll be back later. As if she could understand. I didn't have anybody to talk to, so okay. I get down to church. It's late. It's dark. I said, I ain't turning no lights on. And I walked in that dark auditorium. I said, oh, God, I hope I don't fall, break another knee. I walked, Billy, I walked in that dark auditorium, and I started screaming. Where you at, devil? Where are you? Where are you? I walked into the dark prayer rooms. Well, I was throwing stuff. I saw chairs. I kicked it. Where are you? Come on, devil. Where are you? I know you're after me. I know you want to destroy. I know you tell me this is the way it's always going to be. I know you've told me it's not going to get any better. I know you told me I'll die, bro. I know you've said all of that. Where are you? Meet me face to face. I'm in your territory now because ain't no lights on. You like it dark. And I walked back out in that sanctuary and I screamed to the high heavens, but you're not going to get me because I've made up my mind. Like Job said, Though he slay me, yet that's principle. Will I trust in him? So, devil, I want you to know I may never get another prayer answer, but I'm not yours. He may never heal another body, but I'm not yours. I may never get another dime, but I'm not yours. You know why? Because my principle has made my decision. I've decided I live for God. I don't think in closing, I don't think we read our Bibles and preachers preach things, and I don't know if it really registers. Has it ever really dawned on you what it meant to a man when God said, you're going to sacrifice your boy to me? I know you've heard the story a thousand times. I want, I want you to think about it. You're a father. 
He's your promise child. And you know you've heard from God because you've heard that voice before. And God said, this is where you're going to go. This is what you're going to do. This is where the sacrifice is going to take place. You've got to know that Abraham was scratching his head because that's what idol worshipers did. They sacrificed kids. And then he heard from the Lord. Did you know there's not enough time given? The 11th chapter of Hebrews gives more time to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But there's not enough time given to his wife. Because it's just highlighted, but do you have any idea how broke her heart was when she will find out what's happening? There's a lot of human emotions there that's not dealt with. And then the three days journey where his son Isaac never says anything about it. They finally get to the place faith is working because Abraham says to the servants tarry here while the lad and I will go yonder and worship and then we will come again to you that's faith but his principle says you got to collect the firewood. You got to get the knife. Because the word says obedience is better than sacrifice. What you're about to lay on that altar is nowhere near in the same arena as you just obeying my word. But when your principles lead you. You will be faced with some difficult decisions maybe in the next 48 hours. I don't know. And you will wrestle. You will wake up 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Not because you ate bad, but because God may be trying to suggest something to you. Then just maybe you can look back on this simple little message from this ignorant preacher and says, but wait a minute. I know what's right. I know how my conduct should be. And I'm going to let that, not my feelings, not my emotions, I'm going to let my principle of what the Word of God says. Somebody told me the other day, and I didn't mean to be mean, you need to be more politically correct. And I said, you need to be more biblically correct. Because I don't live my life by the political I live my life by biblical. And this is what we go by. And when that great patriarch put it all together and had it all built, he's obeying and the principal is in charge. I'm saying this in the Holy Ghost, and I'm no spiritual whatever, but I'm saying this in the Holy Ghost. When your principal makes the decision... Promotion follows. Because the Bible says that when they got out of the furnace, they, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's in your Bible, were promoted. If you let, I got to tell you something. The only reason God allows the furnace is to check your conduct. 
And when your conduct and your principles make your decisions to do what's right, God says promotion always follows principle. When Abraham raised that knife above his head, the angel of the Lord appeared. Full words that hell also hates, for now I know. And God stayed his hand and provided the sacrifice. But look at the next few verses. Because he had principle and obeyed the word of the Lord, the Bible tells you that God said to Abraham, Look up, the stars of the heaven and the sand of the seashore will be your generation. Because God took him from the furnace, principle led him there, and God promoted him when he was finished. I'm here to tell Christian life a promotion is coming for this entire church family. I'm asking you as you stand with me in this holy house, I'm asking you, will you stay active in the furnace? Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep winning souls. When you come out of your personal furnace after doing what's right, there won't even be any smell or hint that you've been through the fire. God will restore everything. And then in a few verses, he will promote you to where he wanted you to always be but couldn't get you there until he allowed you to travel to the furnace. But he's got a blessing to come that is, cannot be numbered if people will let their principles make their decision. As they begin to sing, would you walk down here with your hands raised and somebody start declaring to God, my principles will make my decisions.